0: This is the voice you have learned to fear. This is the voice of terror. Again, we bring you disaster, crushing, humiliating disaster. This is the voice of terror, a secret airplane factory somewhere in England. Listen, screams of the dying can still be heard. This is the voice of terror. Are you there, people of Britain, shivering in your cellars? Listen, Operative 41. The fuse is lighted. This is the voice of terror. Englishmen, do you still await your doom in your stupid, stuffy little clubs? It will come, I promise you. Operative 23, the time is now. We strike you on the high seas, as well as on the land. This is the voice of terror. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak.
1: It's December 27th, 2009, time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 160.
0: This is No Agenda.
1: Preparing to be body scanned from this day forward and coming to you live from 5,500 feet in the snow just inside the Mariposa County line. Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation,
0: West, West, Northwest. I'm Adam Curry, and from Northern Silicon Valley, where it's a slightly bit dreary. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig and Buzzkill in the morning.
1: All right, the show has begun. So you're at, uh, you're in the snow, I take it. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, this is uh, this is crazy, man. The dedication we have for this program, I tell you. So you're actually in your car? Yeah. So here's the deal. So um, we uh, had a beautiful drive yesterday, about five hours up to uh, Yosemite. And, uh, there's, there's really only one place to stay in Yosemite, and I don't mind giving away the location, because I'll buy you a coffee if you show up. Uh, it's the Wawona Hotel, which is, uh, it's quite famous, actually. I think it's one of I the... Thought,
0: uh, what about the Kawani?
1: The Kiwani?: Maybe that's yeah, the, the one you were one. supposed to book. Huh? Maybe we're in the wrong hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Kawani? Isn't
0: it the Kawani? No, this is the Wawona. I thought te- the big one was the Kawani. I thought no, it was Kawani. No, the Wawona is huge. Well that uh, church called you got you got the name right? Well they they recognized our credit card. Well I mean what you have a card there it says
1: Wawona? <laughs> wawona, yeah. It's the wawona yeah, Wawona. Anyway, so uh the Wawona Hotel, it's big, you know, it's big. And um of
0: course I've we been had. To, I've been to all those hotels.
1: Yes. So we had called ahead and said, uh yeah, you got internet? Yeah, of course we've got internet, no problem.
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> so uh actually believing the guy at
2: the desk travelers
0: (laughs) error number 414 yes
1: uh so uh we check in it was not it it was a beautiful drive uh have you ever stopped at the uh at the kiwi trading post about 40 miles outside the
0: park i haven't been there for uh 15 years
1: oh well i'm sure the same guy is still there he's been there for 21 years this is the place that um as he claims Um, parts of the movie Herbie the Love Bug were shot outside the uh, gas pumps. And this Mm. is uh, a guy from New Zealand who walks around with a six-shooter sidearm because, you know, the cops told him he might as well do that these days. And uh, so, you know, that's where we tried to get some snow chains, which he didn't. You know, I'd I'd give them to you, but I don't have any right now. And uh, so anyway, so we we drive up. Great drive. We're in the hotel. And, uh, of course, there's no cell phone service. I didn't expect to have that up here and um you know i flip on the uh, the trusty old iphone like hmm no networks available maybe inside the big house i'm thinking like i'm thinking like maybe maybe uh maybe there's a place i can sit there and do it uh so no no networks available say hey um you know you guys got internet yeah we sure do you just got to drive up to the redwood cottages that's about five minutes down the road and if you sit in the parking lot outside of the meeting conference room that's where you got internet uh (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) great
1: so uh we uh last night in the dark we drove up here and sure enough and I did a speed check, they've got a megabit up and a megabit down. So they do have ama- I mean in fact, John, the connection sounds better here than it does between San Francisco and uh, and the Buzzkill bunker. Huh. I mean the connection is outstanding today. So we're sitting in the car, we've got the heater on, I've got the laptop on my lap. I have of course, you know, everything is battery powered, which was always the intent of my setup. So I've got uh, the wireless mic strapped to the sun visor. Uh, I've got the uh the slider control for volume on my left thigh and then on the on the middle console I have the, uh, In the I have the uh, the jingle uh buttons. Uh, so the only thing I I didn't have that I wasn't prepared for was of course a um, a DC to AC converter which is I believe is traveler mistake number 375 cuz I have one. I mean, I brought everything, man. I brought my VHF radio in case we got stuck in the snow so I could call on the emergency aviation frequency. I mean, I, I, everything I could think of I brought with me except for the DC to AC converter. So um, this will be a true test of the claims that Apple makes about their uh, laptop batteries. I've got uh, two hours and 16 minutes left on a full battery. Of course, I'm doing a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, if we uh, get if
0: we get to the hour, it'll be a miracle.
1: <laughs> it'll it and, and it's it literally is snowing, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it, the setting could not be nicer. Um, and I've got everything I need except for a little bit. I, I need more power, Captain. I need some lithium crystals. And the stream is working. And uh, in the morning to you, everybody. That's the situation for today's show, episode number one hundred and sixty. John, who is our exact besides Mickey? Who I have to put at the top of the list for uh for arranging everything, including the hotel <laughs> <laughs> she's at the top of the list who else do we have as executive producer on the on today's show?
0: Well, we have, uh, besides a gratuitous one, we have uh, Daniel Rudolph is the executive producer, uh, and he is from Dresden, Deutschland. Yes,
1: has he not uh, donated before? I, I think he, I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, I
0: think we have had a Dresdenite before, and I think it was him, and he uh, gave us 242 bucks. We have a second uh, uh, associate executive producer, um, Stephen again. Steven no, Pelsmakers. No,
1: he's back again. He, I mean, the guy just, is he, a, he must have a man crush on
0: us. Well, he was irked about this, not when I pronounced his name Pelsmakers. Yes. I didn't get that. This you scene. gotta get the S in there. Yeah, Pelsmakers. And he's from Awans, Belgium. Yes. And he gave us two, three, four, five, six. Oh, a great number. Great number, and uh, Stephen, uh, thank you very much, especially for the note.
1: Now, how about our friend from Dresden? How much did he? uh, Two forty-two. Two forty-two. So we beat him by uh, eight bucks. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happens on The Price Is Right. You gotta know how to play it, everybody. In the morning. In the morning. Sorry,
0: I got carried away. So that's our executive producer, and it's very important
1: that you understand that this is uh, no bullshit position. I mean, this is this is a real uh, a real credit. It's on an official show. It's in the show notes. So you can point back to it. It's in the show itself, by the way. So anyone can listen to the program, and they'll know that you were an exec- a real executive producer of an actual piece of entertainment. Put that on your CV. It can get you gigs in Hollywood. Hollywood it won't f- hurt. Let's put it that Hollywood, way. Hollywood, Florida. Eventually,
0: it'll be in the internet uh, data movie database. I'm yeah,
1: sure. You know, you should be able to get it. Wait a minute. Can you get credits for we audio got that only?
0: visual stuff. They don't do radio. Hmm. Yet. Yeah. Exactly. We have to work on that.
1: Ah, so anyway, uh, John. Merry Christmas to you, man. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much for uh, for your beautiful gift. Oh, you liked that? Liked it very much. You know, it's going to determine the entire interior of our house. (laughs) Everything
0: now has to be red. I figured it'd be a couple (laughs) of pieces of spot art you could put up somewhere next to each other.
1: John gave us two beautiful pictures that uh, he took himself. These are all tulips, I believe, John.
0: Apparently, yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm not i I'm not a photographer of of flowers normally, but uh, these are from the reason I gave them to you because it reminds you of Holland because these were taken in Holland at the Tulip Festival, which I went to uh, last year during my stint at Queen's Day. Yes. And. Um, you know, it's one of those things that everybody in, in Holland, I guess, talks about. Oh, yeah, the Tulip Festival. the Tulip Fe- You go to this thing. It's for people out there who want to know about it. You, you, so it's actually worth going to. And, of course, everybody in Holland feels this way, too. It's actually worth going to once.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I and, think I uh, went to it in 1973.
0: Yeah. Right. And I was like, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> once. <laughs> once. But it is like, it's like. I don't know, like five football fields full of uh, flowers. tulips.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically flowers. Mostly, yeah.
0: yeah, flowers. There's some other flowers besides tulips. It's mostly tulips, and if you like taking, you know, photos, I mean, you, you take just like endless pictures from all sorts of angles with the sun beaming in and whatever, of tulips, and it, you know, it gets old. But uh, again, is it, it well? First of all, I feel bad we didn't get you a gift. For Christmas, you, get, you gave me. You get, this is, uh, yeah. You should feel bad. You, <laughs> <no problem. laughs> you Scrooge.
1: You had these things laying around for months. You were planning on bringing them over. No, not I, really. I had no. A, what are you talking just, about? They was supposed to be a housewarming gift,
0: and then they, they turned oh. it into a Christmas gift. So I don't feel that bad. Well, no, they weren't hanging around. That's the problem. I just had them made. I had the printouts done on, uh, about three weeks ago, and then I had to take them to the frame place, yeah. and it took them two weeks. It was just about last week I got them back.
1: Well, It's really appreciated, John. It was very sweet.
0: Anyway, I, I should, put them, I should ha- have that stuff available for sale. I do have uh, some good ha- hanging art. Over the, after taking photos for thirty years, you actually accumulate a few decent shots. Where did shots. you have know that printed out? I had it. I actually went up to Burt Monroy's house, the uh, famous uh, Photoshop guy, who's got this huge Epson. You know this this bed printer, this monster that prints art. It's oh, art oh he's got
1: one of those roll things, or yeah, it's a roll. Oh, that oh, was wow,
0: a roll. So it's a roll printer. Uh, uh, so you you know, there's an old uh, adage in photography that if you can't be good. Do you can't do stuff that's good. Do stuff that's big. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Ansel Adams follow that as well? <laughs> well not so much. But hey, isn't he from
1: around? Didn't Ansel Adams live up here in Yosemite? He spent
0: most of his time where you are right now, probably yeah. in that same parking lot. So um, <laughs> on the Wi-Fi, uploading his porn pictures. So anyway, so that, so I so I we went up there and I printed a, a few a different monster prints, and um, those are a couple. That turns out that the the frame is the real expense. Oh gee, <laughs> why
1: don't you just tell me what it costs? <laughs> A lot.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, like, so yeah, uh, we got lots of news to go over before the uh, connection dies here.
1: Yeah, um, actually, I'm. Uh, what I wanted to do real quick which one Which one is your uh, Which one's the best picture, Mickey? The uh, <laughs> Hold yeah. on, I just want to retweet this picture so everyone can see it. Oh, you know, I
0: didn't even tweet the, that is we're this on. the
1: studio setup? Is yeah. that,
0: Maybe studio I should setup. Okay,
1: yeah, you tweet that, and I'm just going to... Uh, what is it? Uh, so, V7, so reply V7. No, retweet V7, that's what I want to do. Here we go. Boom. There we go. What's that? yeah i'm definitely going to retweet them well now that people have mickey hoogendyke now they'll they'll go and check it out from you maybe you'll get some new followers out of the deal yeah cool (laughs) uh yeah have you retweeted have you you tweeted john i just logged in okay two minutes uh, two hours 12 minutes on the on the official apple battery timer so we should be good i mean i'm uh, yeah, sure. Me Let me knock on wood. <laughs> Bend Stringing over, baby.
0: Streaming at no stream dot com. The No Agenda Show.
1: <sighs> oh, in the chat room. Adam is a dick. He needs to give John his plane for Christmas. Hmm. There you go.
0: Might be some sort of a tax deal. <laughs>
2: Fresh
1: coffee. Yeah, I'd love some, babe. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> the studio door just closed, as you could tell. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I haven't done a show from the car in a long time, and and to do it in this broadcasting
0: seven... live from the car, it's...
1: Adam Curry. I should, you know, I should do this more often, man. I love this. This is, and it's snowing uh, it... like crazy outside
0: right now. Uh, it,
1: it really, sir, it... sir, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting sir, for. Sir, are that. you on a
0: Wi-Fi connection? <laughs> <laughs> Open the window. <laughs>
2: Open no, the window. No, no. I, I Open think, the window. Think everyone's
1: quite aware as to what I'm doing here. The uh the town is all abuzz. Yo, dude, Adam Curry's up here doing a radio show from his car.
0: What, are you in Maine?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're from all over the place up here. No one's really from Yosemite. You Yosemite he, Sam. <laughs> and and he talked with a Texas accent.
0: Anyway, all right, here we go. So the news, without a doubt, and the also the distraction. Oh it, yes, it's a combination story.
1: Well, hold on a second. Let me uh, let me pull in the distraction of the week. The distraction of the
2: week hey. on no agenda.
1: Look over there. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree, John. It is a double story. So we—well, actually, it's three stories in one. So we should probably do the. Don't uh, look over
0: here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that!
1: And do you think it can- it could be considered real news as well?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think we got, a- we got a triple play, and now that's triple flames. We got a triple play. We got a triple play. Now
1: it's what's- a miracle. That was interesting. Of course, we're talking about the uh, the crotch bomber. Yeah. Um, what's interesting? I-, I woke up yesterday morning, and I first found out about this because the Dutch press was blasted. It was completely full, front page. Dutch hero saves American plane. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is big. And you know, and, and I'm like, wow. So this is you know, and the whole paper is all about the Dutch hero, the Dutch hero, the Dutch hero and uh and there you know he's a hero in America, and he needs to get a medal and I'm like, "Whoa, what is this and 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 there's claims that, oh, you know the whole all of American press is talking about our Dutch hero.
0: By the way, the Dutch hero has a photo in Facebook mm-hmm. uh, his name is Jasper, whatever. And he's a 32 year old filmmaker, supposedly from Amsterdam. Yeah, he has a little uh,
1: company it, called Go with the Flow Productions.
0: And he's his picture on Facebook where he's wearing he's like in a private plane wearing a headset and a microphone with the, giving the thumbs up. Anybody gets to see that picture? John Gruden lookalike. Who's John Gruden? He was the former uh, coach of the the uh, 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now is a color commentator on Monday Night Football used to be okay. the coach of the Oakland Raiders. Okay. And he's just a goofy-looking guy. As soon as I see this picture this guy, I say, ah, John Gruden, he's Dutch. Is <laughs> Gruden a Dutch guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Could, well, could be. Could be. Anyway, that's just an aside. It has nothing to do with the actual story, which is a crock of crap. This is the most suspicious story I have ever seen. Let's just do one thing before we start talking about this guy. Okay. The crotch bomber. Uh, besides <laughs> the fact that all the information that came in at first was like it had something strapped to his leg it, was, fire
1: crackers, there it was, was
0: firecrackers he had a pillow, he was coming out of the bathroom on fire, he was in a seat on fire, his crotch was on fire there's a million different stories <laughs> I hate it when they, I mean if they're going to do this at least put out one story just get it right the first time now, here's the one that got me. The the plane, I, I tracked down the times of the plane. The plane left uh Amsterdam around 8, came in. It was going to land in Detroit at 1140, and I assume it did. So he probably got off the plane around noon. Within, I would say, nine hours, and this is basically overnight, because in the morning... Oh. By 9 in the morning, they already had determined who he was, who he was related to, and that he had contacts in, with the Al-Qaeda. same guy who did the Fort Hood shootings, <laughs> that yeah. same guy in Yemen, <laughs> coincidentally. Yeah. He was in touch with this guy. All this came out almost instantly. Oh, it's amazing. How did they get all... I mean, these guys can't find anything. They can't find their asses with using both hands. But But somehow... <laughs> They get all this information within a tw- within a tw- I'm sorry not a twelve but within a twenty four hour period because the plane was going to land eleven forty so it'd be eleven f- by before eleven forty the next day and with with all kinds of quotes from people and if you start take- doing the timestamps they're like one in the morning two in the morning and these are like congressmen on vacation who are all, uh, you know the head of the intelligence committee we had some con- well, we knew he was talking to Yemenis yeah or- he was on the Al-Qaeda. hot list we knew about him he was on the hot list. We were tracking this guy. We knew about him. So I find that a little
1: suspicious. Well... So of course the the number one and
0: this. And is but wait 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 one more thing. If you're investigating something crazy like this, why do you start? Why does why do a million off-the-record sources suddenly appear oh, to give yeah. you information? Oh yeah,
1: anonymous, off-the-record sources within Homeland Security who did not wish to be
0: named. What kind of Homeland Security <laughs> are we talking about? <coughs> they can't even keep their information secure don't you do the investigation and then come out with something instead of leaking a bunch of dubious information out left and right as though it was already determined that you had this you was already ready to go plan was in place so it's uh, it's obvious why uh, the dutch paper and the, the, the telegraph which is uh, the the
1: big you know the main paper the big rag uh, They—it's uh, well known that you know their ties to the uh, intelligence community, and they're basically just—they uh, just pass on whatever they're supposed to write, you know, whatever they're told. They're good little foot soldiers. So it's obvious why they—they they blew out this all this big hero stuff because God forbid anyone actually start to think about this nig—this guy from Nigeria who was walking around Schiphol Airport for three hours with firecrackers in his panties, and then was able to get on the plane. With whatever his pillow, his firecrackers, his C4, whatever it was supposed to be, Um, this, of course, you know, is to in in some ways to distract from the fact that Schiphol security. I mean, as far as we're all we know as Dutch, as Dutchmen, is that Schiphol is only supposed to let the drug couriers go through. They're not supposed to let the firecracker couriers go through. I mean, this is well known. The drugs are allowed to pass, but no bombs. Okay, so apparently. whoops (laughs) He, whoops! <laughs> the coffee has arrived. So apparently uh, he was able to to get on with some kind of explosive device, which wasn't actually explosive. It was it, to call it correctly it would be in, an incendiary device, which could have just been his pajamas for all I know.
0: Well, yeah, made in China, and you know they would catch you on fire. So now. Um, Anyway, so they fi- figure out what the stuff is, or at least what they say, and then, then, so it becomes another, another discrepant piece of information here. The material is called PETN, which is also a vasodilator, which is used like nitroglycerin for heart patients, and it's, it's actually uh, chemically it's pentaethyl ethyl. Tetranitrate, which is an explosive that's used in mostly in uh, fuses because it creates it has a little it has enough of an impact that it can set off Semtech, for example.
1: Right, but uh, it's only it's like a starter kit. It doesn't actually get you anywhere. Just you
0: can it- make it yes, it can explode. And it's very high, highly explosive. But I think you either have to have it in an enclosure like a pipe. Yeah. Or something like that. Now, they have two different pieces of information. Came. One said it was in a condom. One said it was in a little baby bottle. And one said it was strapped to his leg. And one said it was strapped to his crotch. And somebody said he was injecting liquid into it. <laughs> yeah. now, I mean, is that
1: the, what, you can't what, take a syringe on the plane. That's like,
0: what we, you well, can't. besides that, what is this going to do? I could find no, I looked up this chemical. And it's interesting. There's a good Wikipedia article about it. PETN or uh, pentethyritol.com tetranitrate. Uh, you can look it up and read all about it and it's kind of interesting, but I don't see any connection to liquids where you'd put some liquid in it and the next thing you know it blow up the plane. And I also found a reference to this stuff saying it would take you, to blow up a plane would take you like two kilograms, which is a couple of pounds, or a kilogram, which take a couple of pounds, and, uh, and then there was other mentions of different, um, differing amounts. The whole thing seemed kind of weird. And why didn't he just go into the bathroom, lock himself in, and blow out the back of the plane? Why did he have to be doing it at his seat? What is and, the point of and, that?
1: And why uh, upon final approach? What's the point of that?
0: Well, he wanted to do it over American soil.
1: Well, he could have. Well, you, he could have done that starting at uh, like uh, Maine. You know, he waited until the gear the came down. The whole thing is I mean, this, that's, that's very like, question. All this is questionable. Well, we do know, of course, because the reports came out immediately as I arrived here in uh, Wanona yesterday, uh, picked up a copy of the Wall Street Journal, a fine Murdoch publication, so you know that the Ministry of Truth is printing that, and it's uh, quite obvious that now, of course, the full-body scanners have to come into effect. That's what this all boils this down is to.
0: to. This is to sell equipment.
1: Yes, it is. Maybe even by GE. I don't know who makes
0: those things. Wouldn't surprise uh, me. But they may be owned by GE, but it's not. I, I saw those. Uh, I went through one once. Yeah, it's yeah I've, I've gone through one as well. No. But anyway, so now, so they've decided to. This is definitely an attempt to sell product. And so anyway, so they got it. So they set up all these new, new, all this new stuff. We got to do new stuff. We got to make people stay, stay in their seats. We oh, got to. Yeah. Sure, we got to check them over. We got to look at everything in their bags. We got to make their lives miserable. Yeah, make, make their lives miserable until they demand that we stop, and we can only stop by adding new gear now. Here's an interesting thing that, to me, is these guys obviously aren't doing their job to begin with. I ran into a forum June 23rd, 2006. This guy goes on... Uh, if it, it's, it's a couple of stories here, the first one I'm going to read has got nothing to do with this particular incident, but I thought it was funny. Transportation Secretary officials grabbed Daniel Brown at Los Angeles International Airport in 2006, dragged him off for interrogation, causing him to miss his flight. Brown was part of a group of U.S. Marines, all in uniform and carrying military IDs and travel orders. But TSA officials say Brown had been placed in the agency's no-fly list earlier after agents de- detected gunpowder on his boots on a previous flight. Uh. That's Brown's combat boots. The previous flight was after his return from combat in Iraq. This time Brown was eventually clear to catch a later flight to Minneapolis where he's found his fellow Marines waiting for him. Another guy goes on and says gunpowder on Marines boots how odd. So the third guy in the same thread says I had a suitcase hit for PETM son PETN which is this stuff and by the way PETN is the same stuff the shoe bomber tried to ignite and couldn't?
1: Now what? Now PETN is that explosive? Is that real That's explosive?
0: explosive? That's the the. Uh, you know, it's a so, but,
1: but you need to combine this stuff, or you can just light no, it. No, no, it, it
0: should be. You know, if you. But in order
1: to at- get an explosion, doesn't have to be contained like in a pipe. Yes, I mean Hello. I mean, a shoe is not really going to do
0: it, is it? Well, I guess d- did it or a leg. Did it? No, of course not. So and not only that, but they said the stuff may have been in a condom, which cracks. Me. That'd be a good one. Whoop. So anyway, so so let me yeah, let me finish this. Yeah, I had a suitcase hit for PETN some 50 flights ago, and I haven't been flagged for anything. I can tell. And he's bitching about it. Anyway, wait a minute. He was fly. Flag- he was. Co- in other words, those little swab bullshit things that they come in. You know, they swab your laptop for. One of the things it looks for. Because they never tell you what this thing does, right? But obviously one of the things it can find is PETN. So they're already equipped to detect this stuff. So why are they changing any of these procedures when they have the equipment already and they're obviously not using it correctly or they're not doing something right? Why blame the passengers? Why blame you and me that we have to suffer now to the point where now they're saying that if you're on a 90-minute flight, heck with the... With the fact that you have kids that have to get up, you can't get out of your seat for 90 minutes or two hours. You can't get in, out of your seat from an hour when it takes off to an hour when it lands. This is just to get everybody irked, and they're going to write their congressman as well they should, and then they're going to drop a bunch of money on some other pieces of equipment because they can't. this is not allowable. And let me give you a couple of other things. You want to go to Pet Peeve in a second?
1: You want me to do it
0: now? Go ahead. John C. DeVore acts Pet Peeve of the Day. These airline dipshits are just as bad as the TSA. Listen to these two. These are two kind of stories that didn't get a lot of play, but they. I ran into them. This happened right afterwards, instantly, because everybody knew we had to do something immediately. Uh, of course, of course. Listen to this. A Wall Street Journal reporter preparing to depart Saturday from Hong Kong on a Chicago-bound flight from United Airlines in Hong Kong said the airline informed passengers, and this is a long, miserable flight. Yes, it's, uh, what, 18 hours? Something like that, or 14 at least. Said the airline informed passengers it wouldn't have any entertainment aboard the flight or any other United flights in an apparent security measure. Ugh. The entertainment systems typically feature on screen locator maps that chart the flight's oh, yeah. path. And so and you can listen to the
1: and you can listen to the cockpit, the, the flight deck on Channel Nine on the United
0: uh, in flight. So entertainment they don't want anybody system. looking at the map and saying, I'm over Tulsa, yeah, time, bl- time, time to blow time
1: to light me up, <laughs> time to light my crotch on fire.
0: Yeah. So let me just Wait let's go another one. Oh my goodness. Were you gonna let me in edgewise for one second? Well it's my pet peeve at the moment. Oh true. One couple, which asked that their names not be used for good reason, said that during their flight to Atlanta from Managua, Nicaragua, Delta, another asshole airline, (laughs) Delta (laughs) flight attendants notified passengers that they could not place blankets or pillows on their laps. Yeah, because you might be lighting your crotch underneath them. And despite the fact that the plane utilized wireless internet, apparently bragging about it, you couldn't use your laptop during the flight.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so why don't we all just strip naked before we get on the plane, and just walk around into the plane naked, strap yourself in, and shut up, slave! That's all. That's what they want. Isn't that the fight? Isn't that the end game here?
0: It's what it sounds like. <sighs> Yeah, He's you know, so you can't use your laptop now. This will go over big. You can't yeah. use your laptop. You or can't, your, or your a, you can't wear a lap blanket. You're gonna have to freeze your ass off on the plane, <laughs> and you can't watch anything. No entertainment for you.
2: John C. of
0: Happy day. Or in other words, you will obey me. me, me, me. How does the public put up with this crap?
1: Well this well We the, have to this, write our congressman no, and tell them that simple. they're
0: out of office if they don't end this now. John, the reason why
1: is because of the fluoride and the uh lithium ion in the water. That's why that's why we put up with this crap. We're all dumbed down. We're like, hey yo, that's okay. I'm sure we can play cards. Ooh, I hope the cards aren't too sharp because you know I could cut someone's throat with that. Well, they might be taken away from me.
2: That's what's that's
0: that's what's going on. Yeah, do that goofball voice more. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. I,
0: I, oh, these. Car, well, how about some dominoes? Oh, you might be able to throw the domino and hit a hit the flight attendant in the head. Oh, can use those. And by the way, and so far as Al-Qaeda is concerned, you know, I, you know, this is like you mean that fake terrorist group that doesn't actually exist? Yeah, that one. Well, I'll tell you, they do have, uh, there's something to, to that, of course, there's some group that does uh, coordinates things, but they all, if those, if that group, quote unquote, whatever, whatever form they, they're in, they all, Excuse me. They always do simultaneous things. They do like six things at once. You know, they blow up five hotels or they blow up six cars. I mean, it's all, you know, bang, 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 bang all over the place to cause confusion like they did in Spain when they hit all those uh, trains at once. Trains, yeah. It's not that one lone guy catching his dick on fire.
1: <laughs> no. So there's more to come? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, no, that would have already happened. That would, oh, it's I see what Bang, bang, right. bang! Within a right. few hours of each other. Right, right, right. right. So this guy had no connection to anything. He was a psycho.
1: Well, first of all, the the Al Qaeda, of course, was uh, if it ever existed other than what it what it stands for, the database, which was a CIA database of uh, radicals that were funded by the CIA in Afghanistan against the Russians. You know, so if it ever did really exist. You know, then the the or and by the way, notice the Yemen the Yemeni connection there, which oh is, yeah, the
0: Yemen thing that
1: came oh, up. Right that's so away. coincidental. Oh, that's so nice, isn't it? Yeah, of course. We
0: have to attack Yemen. I mean, it's obviously there's something in Yemen we got to get to. Either the new oil fields. Hello. Yeah, that would be a, that would be nice. New oil. Or something. So we got Yemen. So there's immediate Yemen angle. Yeah. Out of the blue, by the way, this just began recently. If you you pointed out a couple weeks ago, we first noticed it. You're know, all gonna send a few uh consultants into Yemen. Next thing you know, this happens and this guy's hooked up to Yemen. The the Ford Hood thing. Whatever happened to that guy, by the way. Oh,
1: who cares? Ford, he, he was you? awake and talking, remember? They had they had him talking about What's stuff. He doing now? Is he oh, the, home? the news media <laughs> doesn't give a crap. No one cares. But no he one, had no you one know, cares. Yemen.
0: Yeah, there was Yemen, Yemen, Yemen. So now we got this guy, this bonehead. And then, of course, his dad's a banker, which makes it funnier. So I got to read you something. I, that I didn't know that part—that his dad was a banker. Yes, yeah, dad's a major Nigerian banker. I wait a minute, no—I've got an email from his dad.
2: <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. he, he's got some money stashed away. Yeah,
1: he's got some. I think I sent him some dough. Wait a minute, I could be—I can have—I have links to Al Qaeda now. Oh my gosh. Um but before you do that Jack, let me just talk for one second about these uh these body scanners and what what the actual and I had this conversation with Nikki <laughs> last night uh who of course has nothing to hide <laughs> just, always remember she has nothing to hide she doesn't care so these full body scanners what they do is they they're making a biometric profile of you so it's not just a picture of you naked which the guys are passing around at TSA because you know they are uh, there's, you know, there's some douchebag sitting there in the back and they're talking the head says like, oh, that guy's got a huge cock. Let him through. He's good. Nothing else to see
0: here. Oh, you know they do that. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, John, you and I would. We'd be sitting there. anybody up. would. You got to, just, you're bored. It's a boring job. You're sitting there for eight hours. Holy crap. This guy's, this guy's dick's got a knee on it. Look, look. <laughs> we should name
1: that thing. <laughs> Look at her implants. Oh my goodness! Give those, a, pull her over for secondary. Give those a little pat down. Those are good. So um, the biometric profile is what this is really about. This is a very—it's almost like a fingerprint. So what, this has always been my my pet peeve uh, of these biometric scanners. Is it, it? You know, it's like them saying, "Oh, you want to fly? We need your fingerprint." There's no difference. It's like taking your DNA, and this uh, biometric profile can be. Uh, seen essentially from a satellite, from outer space. So they could, if they want to, track you. Now, there is no immediate connection between you and, uh, and the biometric profile, your, your identity, unless of course you happen to have your passport or your real ID driver's license or even your bus card on you or your credit card because the RFID readers, which I'm sure are in the booth while you're standing there, they connect your, your actual identity to your biometric profile. This is worse than license plate tracking. And no one's ever talking about it. No one ever uh, reports. Where, by the way, where are all the Silicon Valley tech reporters? Yeah, I'm looking at you, John. What do these things actually do? What is this biometric profiling about? It's not just to look through your clothes. It's actually making a biometric picture of you. Can we get a little more detail on this stuff?
0: Yeah. No problem. Any minute. So I want to mention that while you're talking about that, uh, for people worried about what he just said, which is the fact that they're going to be looking at your uh, your RFID tags, yeah. go to Kenakai, K E N A K A I dot com and pick yourself up one of his wallets. Ah, one of the RFID Faraday cage wallets. A Faraday cage wallet. They're not expensive, and they're actually quite nice. And he has one for passports, which I use myself. Yeah, I I got to get me one of those. And you put your passport in there, and all the cards that you've got, and any RFID stuff is blocked. Now it won't block the big giant RFID; those big tags that you use to open doors. uh, Because I've tested it, and it, it can. If you push it up against the thing, it can read it through there. But generally speaking, it won't get let anybody from a more than you know one millimeter away read anything in the wallet.
1: Hey, one more thing before we're we called get, data
0: safe wallets.
1: Before we drift away from the TSA and their what they now call checkpoints, hey, good checkpoint guys. Well, um,
0: right. I get before we drift away, I also have another thing to talk, well, talk let, about. Let
1: me, let me just hit this real quick. I know we're all excited. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> Producer Jack (coughs) Hockman said, uh, hey, Adam, you know, you should do a weekly feature about the TSA because they're so proud on their website. They report exactly what they've done each week. And for the week of the the 14th through the 21st, the TSA reports 13 passengers were arrested after investigations of suspicious (coughs) behavior or fraudulent travel documents, i.e., passport in a Faraday cage. Seventeen firearms were found at checkpoints. Now, of course, there's no actual—you uh, know—that could, that could be toy guns for all I for all I know. You know, it could have been replicas, could have been antiques. You know, somehow I doubt that if someone with a gun showed up at TSA um, that was actually intending some malice, that that wouldn't have been front page news. But okay, seventeen firearms, one instance of artfully concealed prohibited items at checkpoints
0: you are not supposed to be looking for that.
1: (laughs) I love the artfully concealed. Sounds like freehollowbooks.com to me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) freehollowbooks.com. And then 18 incidents that involved a checkpoint closure, terminal evacuation, or sterile area breach. Mm, Good going, guys, but we didn't sniff the gunpowder.
0: Yeah, good work. So, um... That reminds me of the of uh, something I was in the process. There, I lost it. Never mind. I'm sorry, man. What was the beginning? What was the first thing you mentioned I've about? Got to the... remember your age. Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. What was the first thing that was on that list?
1: Thirteen passengers. Oh no! I, yeah, it
0: reminds me of a. You know, if, if you want to play a practical joke on somebody,
1: yeah, at a TSA checkpoint,
0: which is always a good idea. I'm just saying, if you wanted to play a practical joke, it's the stuff,
1: place I'm, for practical jokes. This is a place
0: you could do it. This, if you're a fraternity guy, you're going to really think this is a great idea. Yeah. Okay. So what you do is you get. I think we have said this before on the show because I still think this is one of the great gags.
1: First, let me get really high so I can do this right away.
0: So, <laughs> so first you got to. There has to be a friend of yours that's always reading big. You know, you guys, especially you guys who pack those big giant books. Oh yeah, I know a couple of those. You, you take us, so you get some, go to the, some, some, you know, chemical supply, any place where you can get lead foil. Get a big, you know, piece of lead foil about one foot by one foot. And then cut out the outline of a revolver. <laughs> yeah, this is a great gag. Get lead foil. <laughs> and stick it in the book. And, you know, they may or may not find it before they pack the book, but yeah. whatever the case is, yeah, I is, guarantee. This is very funny. They would. They would. Alarms would go off as this person went through the. No, you uh, think. You
1: (laughs) think. (laughs) Okay. uh, Some advice, as given on no agenda, not actually to be tried out. (laughs) Not really a good idea if you value your freedom.
0: (laughs) So um, let's just go over something here. This is something I decided to read about this whole incident. Instead of reading about it in the American press, the European press, I decided to read it in the. Nigerian press.
1: Ah, yes. A fine thing to do, John. Very smart. If I'd had any internet connectivity, I would have done the same.
0: All right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff here in this. But here's what's interesting. And this you won't hear on your regular news, ladies and gentlemen, which is why we keep begging for money. Uh... The timing of the attempted attack could be significant. It was eight years ago this week that a similar attempted attack was launched by a British member of al-Qaeda who tried to blow up a flight from Paris to Miami by igniting explosives in his shoes. Same stuff, by the way. And, of course, eight years is the cycle. This fresh attempt comes on the same day that Taliban released a video of the U.S. soldier it's holding captain of a- Afghanistan. Mm. Hello? Did you know that? Uh No. I did not. The Taliban
1: just released a video. Oh, of yes, US no, I soldier. did see that. Yeah, he's been captured since June or July, I believe, right? And they
0: released a video, but they, this is the bigger news, so that no one's looking at the video. But this is the part that you're not going to read locally. In less than 24 hours after this incident... American security forces were said to have stormed some northern Nigerian cities like Kano, Katsina, Kanduna, Jos, Jamfra, and Magudguri. Wait a minute. We stormed Nigerian cities? One, two, three, four, five, six of them in oh, search my goodness. of Al Qaeda related outfits. Oh, hold on a second. Don't look over here.
2: Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that.
1: This is, this is unbelievable. And, you know, there's one other little ditty that just happened, John. At the same moment, coincidentally, and uh, I have to give props to the Murdoch publication, Wall Street Journal, uh, for putting the two stories on the same page. Um, In a quick little flurry vote, 60 to 39, I believe. Of course, you can figure out who the 60 were and who the 39 were. Uh. um, Yes. uh, Our government decided to uh, remove all spending limits uh, for the national debt as well as remove all limits for fannie mae and freddie mac essentially now the government can be on the hook to bail them out for up to 2 or 300 billion dollars currently at about 60 each while the uh, ceo's packages have also been negotiated 6 million dollars for each ceo of fannie mae freddie mac and some other huge bonuses so this all happened kind of under the same cover of the crotch bomber which is what will dominate the news and all i mean the actual spending limit the spending limit. I mean, this is how much money we've all agreed we should spend. They just, oh, forget it. Let's just remove that. We'll just change that. That's no problem. We should be able to spend more. No, no, no big. By the way, it's for money we've already spent. Exactly. And we invaded, uh, three, was it three cities in Nigeria? Six. Six cities.
0: Are these cities, John, or are these like villages? Well, I mean, they're probably, it says cities in this in this newspaper, but they don't, you know, the, the city is, is up for interpretation. going has got to look up a couple. Go online, look up Kano, K-A-N-O, and Katsina. Those would be two of them, and you can, you know, extrapolate from that. They're probably small towns, I'm guessing. According to this article in the Sun News Online Dot .com which is a Nigerian publication security force sources claims the CIA is apparently in Nigeria and not helping us much with those Nigerian scams by the way yeah believes that the radical Islamist sects in these cities have been in, infiltrated by Al-Qaeda. Uh, but another security source claims that the CIA has been operating in several cities in the north since July when the Boko Haram Islamic sect had a confrontation with the police and the army. So it's all hell's breaking loose in Nigeria. But wait a minute, course, do, we we there? There? do we have
1: bases over there in Nigeria? No. We will. But I mean, how, were these troops or CIA that did these invasions? I mean, this is a core. You know, we can't get. So we we approved forty thousand new troops to Afghanistan, which will take uh, six months to get forty thousand guys over there. Meanwhile, within one second of the crotch bomber, um, the crotch bombers attack. We're able to coordinate six cities to be invaded. This is not something. This is not a spur of the moment call from the White House. Like, hey, hey, you know what? Let's go get those Nigerians now. Go, go, go. This was set up. This and was orchestrated. We got this
0: Yemenis thing going on, too.
1: It's, 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 a, it's a quintuple whammy, is the way I see it, John. It's more than just the the new security systems it's more than just the out-and-out out removal of all freedom sit-down slave don't you can't get your carry-on luggage next will be no carry-on luggage I guarantee you that no using your laptop you can't have a blanket even if you're cold what you're pregnant I don't give a crap I don't care about you slave shut up and then we're invading cities in Nigeria we've we now we have almost carte blanche for Yemen because of course this guy was from Yemen no, he was in contact with that horrible
0: guy in Yemen. Yeah, he was well, same thing.
1: So this is like all the and 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 on the under the cover of night, we've raised our our constitutional limits on national debt, and we've effectively given a complete uh, carte blanche to all the mortgage related companies. Because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac back up almost every single mortgage in the United States. So we'll be paying for all of these bogus mortgages. You watch the mortgage market now heat up all of a sudden. And all of that go on to the books of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which we are directly responsible for. We own these companies. They're 85% owned by the United States taxpayer. So all of this happens in the span of not even 36 hours. And what you're going to see for the next two weeks... Probably up until something hor- someone blows their fingers off on New Year's Eve, you're going to see nothing on the news except the crotch bomber. And I hope they call him the crotch bomber because that makes it even that more more funny. It's like Balloon Boy.
0: And that's no, all, it's, I think that meme is set already as crotch bomber.
1: That's all you're going to see is crotch bomber this, crotch bomber that. You'll hear a little bit about the, you know, the security systems and, oh, you know, it's very important. We have to get new systems in place. Meanwhile, all this other crap is, you won't hear about this night, these Nigerian invasions. I guarantee you won't read about it anywhere. Thank you, John, for being so smart as to, uh, use a web browser. You know, this is what any publication could do, but they don't. We here at No Agenda do. We take now, the time. Now, you know, the funny
0: thing is about the um, the whole crotch bomber incident. the Besides the fact that it was, it was, there's all, all this discrepant information. I'm looking at some other stuff about, you know, the security transportation. Well, let's go back to the, the equipment, this that thesis. If, is to buy these expensive scanners, which I've been through one, by the way. Yeah, I've been through uh, one. <clears throat> they're terrible. And here's the joke of it. I, I, I've said this anecdote before. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to honk the horn. I go to San Francisco. I so say, you can either go to the, over there, or you're going to get patted down, or you can go through the, uh, this device. So I right. go into the device. Hold your arms up. Yeah. Hold above your up. head. <laughs> above your head. Above your head. The thing goes around, and you get out, and they pat you down anyway. Just to, you know what they're doing? They look to see what they can find on you with the thing, and they say, and the guys pat you down. And says, aha, there is a comb back here, just like it said. They're just doing it to confirm what they see. It worked. See. It worked. The system worked. We we found so your it's like comb. So like you're gonna get patted down. Screw it. Just go get patted down. So, don't go through that thing. It's embarrassing. well, sometimes you can't avoid it. Uh, well, anyway, the point I was trying to make I'm stumbling around here. let's get back to it. Well, is I, that yeah, you would they'll be selling these things or, but they're not going to sell them in all the airports around the world. No, it's only for the American market. Oh, but don't worry, don't worry they'll
1: they're coming into Gitmo Nation lowlands because these are the guys that screwed it up. They let this crotch guy on the plane.
0: So they're going to they have him. Nigeria is where he got on his first plane. They're never going to do he anything. He wandered
1: there. around Schiphol Airport for three hours and then went through another security uh, checkpoint.
0: Do we I, know that for a fact or was it a connection? Because when I fly what, into a no, no,
1: like, you, no, no, no. Before you get on the plane, at Schiphol Airport at the gate is where they have another uh, another metal detector, and x-ray machine okay. at the gate itself. So yes, and and they confirmed this, so I'm going to have to believe that they that he could not be roaming around the tax-free area and then not go through some sort of checkpoint. So he had to go through that, but it wasn't a bomb sniff. It's a very unsophisticated checkpoint. It's just a metal detector and x-ray machine. And these people, I mean, God bless them. I you know, I'm I'm well known in Holland and I'm always joking and we're and they're just boneheads. They're just people who just, you know, they're working 25 hours a week. You know, they got other shit to do. They don't care. Everyone knows. These are the same people who used to do airport security before the TSA and Homeland Security. It's the same people. They hired the same people back for twice the money. You know why? Jobs, jobs,
0: jobs, and jobs. Let's vote for jobs.
1: So what I was leading up to, John, is that this is the type of reporting that you don't get on mainstream media. And I guarantee you that even if you turn on NPR or PBS, you're going to get everything about the crotch bomber and nothing about the raising of the constitutionally determined federal spending limit or about Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. That is That was done covertly. And in order to continue, in order for me to get a hotel that has Wi-Fi in the hotel room itself...
0: Good luck. Yeah.
1: I need you to help us out and support us. And there's only one way that we generate any kind of revenue on this program, and it's through donations from our listeners slash producers. If you've been listening since the beginning, then you heard our, uh, our executive producers right up front. They donated the most money this week, which is highly appreciated. But it's even those $5 donations that come in um... the ones that are on subscription so we have a base so we can you know we at least know we got like five hundred bucks a week uh, is that is that about it for the five dollar donations am i just guessing
0: we haven't gotten a five hundred bucks a week from the five dollar donations so even if you're
1: making a larger donation please consider signing up for a five dollar a month as well you know you're essentially replacing one trip to starbucks uh, to starbucks if that or a parking meter Yeah, in san francisco God forbid you know, it's five you don't put
0: cents for twenty five cents for five minutes. I know, Sorry. I know, I know. It it's an outrage. By the
1: time you put the last quarter in, the first five minutes are over. <laughs> the first one at least. <laughs> the first minute is over. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the way you do that is very simple. We set it up through PayPal. We wish we'd had a different system, but it works the best so far. You can go to noagendashow.com and click on the link on the right, or go to Dvorak.org slash NA. Sign up for our, one of our plans. Our uh, five dollar a month. That's real. Those are really important to us. Or you know, we'd be happy to receive more. Um, and I think that after we'll be following these stories and and just do a comparison, do an A B comparison. Flip on uh, what is it? Uh, meet the Press turn on any any news program today all the sunday shows you see what they're talking about they can be talking about new security machines and the crotch bomber they will not be talking about invasions in nigeria they will not be talking about uh... removing constitutionally installed limits on federal spending or the removal of caps on what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who secure all mortgages in the United States, that they've been removed, along with some nice, tidy little bonuses for the federal workers who are the CEOs of those companies.
0: Or, more importantly, taking the entertainment off the Hong Kong flight in United. Those bastards. Yeah,
1: At the end of the day, it's more important that we have entertainment.
0: You're right. So let's go over some of the people that gave us some money.
1: I have a Charlie horse. Okay.
0: Being in that car, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Once the, you get out, well, it was actually not that much because it's Christmas. It was Christmas, so we got you know we the got the
1: laptop's getting warm. It's it's we not, got yeah, it's a blow.
0: <laughs> Daniel <laughs> oh, Rudolph okay. Dresden, okay. uh, Deutschland uh, 242. Oh, okay. He's one of our he's the executive producer and Pelsmacher. Shh. <laughs> uh in Belgium, 23456. Also Aaron Tunstall Clement uh, from Aaron Tunstall from Clementon, New Jersey.
1: Hey! He Jersey has, in the house. I was waiting for some Jersey to show up. 10101. Yeah, we're smart that way in Jersey.
0: 10101, a palindrome. Mm-hmm. And then we had a bunch of fifty dollar contributors, and I'll just run down them. Uh, Oliver Kiesler or Kiesler from Köln, Deutschland, also known as Cologne, Germany.
1: Cologne. We are Köln,
0: as we pronounce it, Köln. Beautiful town, by the way. If anybody is traveling and you get to stop in Cologne, do it. It's not like Frankfurt, okay? Sorry? It's not like Frankfurt. What? Right. No, oh, no, it's not like Frankfurt. It's just a beautiful town. Barry Wilson, it's got a great cathedral. It's got this, this old cathedral that was it was bombed to the ground, but they, but instead the Allied bombers used it as a landmark, so it never got bombs. You get to see one Gothic... Or, hold, hold, uh, John, John uh, hold on a second, John. You're, I think you're, it's Romanesque. are breaking up just uh, of,
1: a bit. Right, John, hold on one second. You, you were breaking up there for a second. And I have a good connection. We're still okay. streaming... Okay, try it again. Hello? It, as uh, a matter of fact. No, no you are, you are yeah, breaking it. Hello? Hello? Hey, but that's you. John? Oh, John? Oh, hello? Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. No, I'm getting timeouts everywhere here. Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. You were breaking up a little bit. You know what's happening? I think you're,
0: yeah. I think your uh, batteries are so low that the radio's not getting enough juice. No,
1: that's not it. That's not it. Okay, I think we're back. You know what happened? A car pulled up right in front of the uh, the building that has the Wi-Fi, and I think we got some bad deflection.
0: Well, you want to move your car?
1: Uh, no. Oh shit! Don't park there. Don't. Oh Jesus, bastard! Don't park there. You still there, John? Yeah. Okay. Go through the take. Pick it up from. Uh, well, you from sound program. like
0: going to AM again. This is an effect I've seen before.
1: It's okay. It, it'll pick so up. It's, sh- just, it's gotten
0: busy. boss guy. Ray Wilson, New South. <laughs> now hold on. Hold on. Hold, it's hold on. It's not going to pick on. up. It's getting. W-
1: yeah. Well, I'm going to. Move the, I'm going to move the car. Okay. Hold on a second. Can You just stay with
0: me. <laughs> hold on, Mickey. Yeah. Why don't off? you? You should have been closer to begin with.
1: No, this is a good spot. Hold on, Mickey's going to hold the studio. <laughs>
0: All right, Where are we going? you still there, Jar? He's pushing. gently pushing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. I just got to move it to a different location. we hold have on. a
2: mobile studio
1: now. Yeah. Well, now we're actually oh, my driving. God. <laughs> <Just> driving. <laughs> driving. <laughs> There's I'm rocks. Gonna park. Yeah. I'm going to park it behind this guy over here. Hold on. Are you sure. Can you still hear me, John? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Oh, what's this douchebag doing here? Wait a minute. I got to. I got to roll it
0: around. Hold on. Uh... I'm going to try, try... Another <laughs> classic from the oh, No Agenda God. show.
1: Hold on a second. If I turn it around right here and I put it right in front of this building here, we may be okay. Yeah, hold on. We don't have quite the view that we had before, but... Well, they
0: were parked for the view.
1: <laughs> hold on. Let me just back it up a little bit. This will be better, I think.
0: Really? Yeah, I think well, not that we dropped down to sub-quality.
1: Well, that, that's just... I'm getting you fine.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay. then... Hold uh, up.
1: All right. So, park. Lights off. Thank you, darling. Right,
0: well, he's driving around. Let me mention the other names. Okay. So,
1: Hit me with the names. We've got another... The connection is back.
0: Barry Wilson, New South Wales, Coffs Harbor, as a matter of fact. These are all $50 donors. Also, we have a couple of our knights nice came in again this month. Uh, OKC Defensive Tactics and DUI-Help.com. Thomas Penton in Springfield, Oregon. Chris Engler, who he gives every so often, and he's in Milton, Ontario. And finally, from Edmonton, Alberta, fine little town. Christopher Griep, G R I E P, and he makes out, sends a call out to Adam saying, "Isn't it great that the, my last name is the Dutch yes, word for, for flu?" Yes, for flu. Yeah, I was just about to
1: say that. Uh, that, would, of course, you know, uh, sounding like grip, as we would say in uh, in English, uh, Griep, G R I E P, is indeed the Dutch word for flu. Yes, great. How
0: much did he give us? These are all fifty. Great. Let me give you some flu back. <laughs> so that's it for this week. That's it. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's not very good, John.
0: Well, it's because Christmas took a day out of the whole thing, and that was the end of it.
1: Well, that's not. That's not good, dude.
0: We'll, we'll do better next. Uh, b- before next Thursday, I'm sure of it.
1: <sighs> Please, I hope this was. I wish that, you know Mickey should have videotaped that, but she was too busy holding the studio together. That was funny. Just driving from one spot to the other because all of a sudden it's like coffee break. Everyone showed up here. And and I and you could literally see the car roll up, and I'd see the Wi-Fi signal decrease. <laughs> so now I'm actually in front of this building, and people are like, "What's what's he doing talking to?" What
0: is this there? guy doing? He's stealing porn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's. I got a couple of clips that I sent you. Let's good. play. It up. Yeah, good. What you got going here? Well, let's see. What do you have there on the list?
1: I've got. Are you mad? British ambassador.
0: Civility. Okay, I want the British play the British ambassador. No, the, no, you I,
1: have to say it differently. You have to say, "I'll take British ambassador for three hundred, Adam."
0: So uh, the British ambassador clip. I this is not. Uh, this is a, the inquiry on Iraq. Apparently, C-SPAN ran out of material because, overall, Congress took off on vacation, except the one or two guys sticking around to to be the mouthpieces for the uh, crotch bomber. Uh, <laughs> But essentially, uh, the, the, I was listening to these, this inquiry, which is extremely dull, but I picked up this one little tidbit just in this one clip, and I want I to just highlight it for people so they know that this may be happening. Play the uh, British ambassador. This is ambassador to, to, until 2003 from the UK to the US.
2: So the window they were given to operate in was so small, wasn't a window at all. Well, so that, that that is an extremely good question. I warned I warned London um, after Bush announced shortly before Tony Blair's visit to Camp David on the seventh of September of two thousand and two. I said, as in a briefing telegram, a game which I can't find in the archives, but somebody, I promise you it existed. I said I said in a in a briefing telegram that, in principle, the British and American sides are agreed that we should exhaust the U.N. processes. What?
0: Okay. All right. Now, what, <laughs> the interesting thing about this wasn't the, what he said, but it was that <clears throat> the, a side comment where he says, uh, in a briefing telegram, which I couldn't find in the archives, but I know exists, apparently was in the archives and has disappeared with God knows what else. I think that the archives of all the, both the U.S., England, and every place else are being ransacked, probably as we speak, so we won't have any of this, any of this information except for the, you know, few guys that make these to te- do this kind of testimony. Uh, and, you know, they could deny that. I don't know. There's nothing in here.
1: Well, of course. I mean, but this is, I mean, it was funny, um, I guess a, w- uh, a couple weeks ago, 20 million emails from the Bush administration showed up all of a sudden. Do you recall that the, oh, yeah. Bu- the Bush administration had an off-site email system they used, and the guy who maintained it had an unfortunate accident in his private plane? Yeah. Remember we uh, we covered that? Never heard about that guy again, either. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. the end of that. <laughs> no. yeah. well, unfortunate icing incident. Poor like, Bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, so I think stuff got really easy when it when it all turned digital. You know, cuz it used to be, you know, I mean, you can't just carry out archives from from, you know, 8 years of of an administration or 20 years of the UN. You know, that's that's too many boxes. That's heavier than gold. You know, so now digital is just like oops, RM star. Ooh, sorry. Didn't
0: mean to do that. Didn't mean to hurt you. So what are the clips I got there? I got the... Uh...
1: Are you mad sounds kind of good. Is that just like a little uh, highlight jingle thingy there?
0: That uh... Are you mad? Are you mad?
2: What sort of a wild goose chase are you suggesting? It's ridiculous.
0: It's <laughs> time to put a stop to this.
1: <laughs> okay. John, you were, doing, speaking. you were doing production. <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead of wasting your time doing that, why don't you send everybody who's donated money an email?
0: That would be more I... fun. I'm gonna do that. So now, uh, what else is on there? Oh, here's one. Get the uh, the. There's. I I saw a Clorox ad, which had more promotion for H1N1, and also they slipped in a flu vaccine kind of. Get yourself a shot. Meanwhile, they never mentioned Clorox in this ad. This is the advertisement one you'll see at H1N1, I think. And oh, sorry. They play the whole thing, and it's this woman using different Clorox products to scrub down everything. I'm surprised she's not squirting the baby with this stuff. (laughs) Don't try this at home. When it comes to fighting flu viruses like 2009 H1N1, there are several steps you can take. Wash your hands and get your flu shot. Regularly disinfect surfaces to reduce the spread of germs. And perhaps the most important step of all, talk to your friends about doing the same. Oh, yeah. Instead of spreading flu viruses like 2009 H1N1, Let's help spread protection. Yeah! Yay! Hey John, I need to talk to you. As a friend, hey, when did H1N1 become a brand name?
1: Dude, It's what do you mean? It's a, it's a perfect brand name. It's, it's probably the most recognized brand in the world right now. It should get an award for being the best brand. You know, Lysol is doing the same thing. And if you ever uh, have listened to No Agenda on the Mevio site, which has contextual advertising systems built in, it actually starts off with a pre-roll of Lysol because they, I guess go through the show notes and they see H1N1 links and and swine flu and bada bing you know we get these uh, all these targeted ads for Lysol i mean this is this is this is a very typical part of the whole program everyone's jumping on board and by the way anyone who has uh, any kind of um, organic flu anti flu antiviral um you know, herbicide or, or, you know, anything but medication who's advertising that on the web, they're being pulled down by the FDA. The FDA shames them. The FDA sends them threatening letters. You know, so if you just have like vitamin D and you say, you know, vitamin D can actually build up your immune against uh, influenza like uh, sy- uh, symptoms, the FDA will have you take it down. But it's okay, you know, to, for Lysol and, uh, Clorox. uh and Clorox to, to advertise using, uh, the, maybe, who knows? Maybe they've licensed it. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if they—if you can license H1N1 from the CDC, wouldn't surprise <laughs> hey, me at as all. As
0: an advertising vehicle,
1: sure. Why not? Why not? There was there was another, something I wanted to mention. As we are at uh, one hour and five minute battery time left, I have to say, Apple, not too bad, and I'm I'm processing at ninety percent. Uh, because of the stream and because of the recording and the Skype connection. So, uh, so far, so good.
0: Okay, so I got one more clip, I believe.
1: <sighs> All right.
2: <sighs> like no, you 12. don't.
1: You don't have any more clips. Civility. Yeah.
0: Yes, you do. So this... This was a this is a meeting they had a bunch of these are guys that are talking are like the chief of staffs of various governors and just a bunch of second layer guys that you don't even know, never heard of. And uh, but this commentary just irked the crap out of me because it's so bogus. But I want you to just play it and you'll see what I'm talking about.
2: I, I, and I actually think that I, I think civility is an issue. I do think that uh, we're a less civil, civil society as a whole. I mean, uh, anybody on the media side. The Wait a minute. Where's this from?
0: This is from a, a, a roundtable discussion about how you know various uh, how, uh, how various offices, in other words, how how do they operate? You know, how does it? What does the head of uh, uh, chief of staff do, and how's things organized? And and then what's what's changing? And what trends do you see? And you know, this kind of bogus. So this thing is like an people, offsite.
1: It's like an a government. Yeah, it's offsite. like a
0: government. But it's but I think it's open for people to listen in, and it's just bull. Uh, uh, but the, but I listen to this crap, uh, uh, and I'm going this this is. Is so this is nonsense, but play play the thing. They uh, talk I, about I, civility, you know civility. how things have changed, have gone downhill because of bloggers. Oh, and in your well, face, let's go let's, and, go, let's go, let's listen. And, to it. You know let's what? It reminds go. me it reminds me of what we do to make the show work, which is you know, you bitch, know, <laughs> bitch, you know, and punch people in the face. That was the cue for you to hit the. Uh, oh,
1: you mean like our formula, the one that is so breathtakingly simple? Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, and we do it while driving our cars with our hands tied behind our back.
2: Okay, so play this clip. I, I, and I actually think that I, I think civility is an issue. I do think that uh, we're a less civil civil society as a whole. I mean, uh, anybody on the media side, the kind of blogs you're now getting, you wouldn't have gotten 20 years ago. So, yeah, as there We're no blogs. Where for some reason we're a more wise guy in your face society, and I think some of that spills over into uh, our politics. Alan I have to I have to end at least on a, up, a slightly upbeat on that I agree that there's I agree that the, the civility issue in the years that we were up there, going back to Hubert Humphrey and George McGovern and over changed dramatically but I will never never forget one night very late we'd finished a budget one o'clock two o'clock ooh we actually worked overtime in the morning nobody was around. And we're going down those escalators to go down to take the tram back over to the, uh, to the Dirksen office building. And there were these two senators in front of me, both elderly senators, both having trouble walking. One was helping the other, and it was Jesse Helms and Claiborne Pell, helping them get on the tram. That still sticks in my mind. As the type of Senate that we used to have. I doubt if I would find that today, John. Oh, Yeah, we'd be kicking them. We'd knock them down and then
0: kick them in the guts. That's
1: right. Hey, old man. Look out, old man. man (laughs) Our formula is this we go
2: out, we
1: hit people in the mouth. You know, these guys are—they are—they—they they
0: think they're gods. They're they, so full of themselves, oh and this God. is so much bullshit. Because back in the 1860s, they used to throw shit at each other in Congress, yes, which is what we should be doing. <laughs> and used to be on the stage in Broadway, and, the, and, the, 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 and there's lots of documentation for this. Literally, the, the idea of throwing tomatoes at the actors was very common in the 1800s. Yes. People would come in with bushel baskets full of rotten fruit eggs and tomatoes, and if they didn't like the performance, they'd start throwing the stuff. And that's where they had to bring a screen down, you know, of some sort of gauze to keep the, the guys from getting killed. Now, what are they talking about civility today? Yeah, these guys
1: should be happy that we're only doing this on blogs and on podcasts. They should be happy because we should be punching them in the mouth. That's what we we'll are doing like, in know, the 1800s. They are there was
0: except the free speech zone.
1: Yeah. Lock me up in the free speech zone, as predicted by George Orwell
0: in 1984. So I find it extremely offensive to listen to these a-holes, a-holes. going on and on about, hey, you know, bloggers, they, blah, blah. Yeah, no civility, they're just wise guys, I tell
1: you. They're just, those, uh, Curry and Dvorak, they're wise guys. They don't help old ladies across the street like I did when I was a boy.
0: Uh, anyway... That was my last clip. That's all I had. There's not, you know, except for the.
1: Well, there is something interesting that's happened, uh, John. Bomber. There is something very interesting, and I'm going to try and tie this all together for you. Um, you'll re- you'll recall the Goldstone report by the United Nations. Uh, we talked about it on the show, and it didn't get a lot of play in mainstream media. Go figure. Uh, the Goldstone report was uh, the report about the 22-day uh, war between Israel and. Uh, Uh, Hamas in the Gaza Strip which of course took place just about a year ago and the Goldstone report summed up an an inordinate amount of tremendous human rights violations violations of the Geneva Convention and any others uh, for excessive use of force targeting civilians, using civilians as human shields uh, using phosphor bombs over civilian areas and of course ever since that 22 day war Um, uh, the entire uh, uh, area has had no water, it's been blockaded, so people are dying, Uh, besides the fact that they were treated severely, completely inhumanely, uh, on both sides, by the way, Um, but of course, if you look at what the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces have, and what uh, what Hamas has as it comes to hardware, I I think we can say there's no contest. So the Goldstone report, uh, was uh, denounced by two uh, countries uh, who are members of the United Nations. You can guess which ones. That would be Israel and the United States. Um, however, uh, in, God bless him, in uh, Gitmo Nation East in the United Kingdom, uh, a fine upstanding citizen took out an arrest warrant, which... uh because the, the way the laws work, that can actually happen without government intervention. Of course, that will change in the next month. Uh, to arrest the Israeli foreign minister, uh, Tzipi Levini, uh, if she should set fit, f- foot on British soil. And so, of course, she canceled her uh, visit to the United Kingdom because, you know, that would mean a pretty much one way ticket to The Hague, to the International Criminal Court. Now, while this is taking place, of course, the work has not stopped in uh with the settlements on the i guess that's the is that the the the, uh, the west bank
0: i'm not sure where they are and i kind uh, of lost track but it probably is
1: well benjamin netanyahu has now called every single ambassador consul general around the world every single one of israel's ambassadors and consul generals has called them back to jerusalem and they are to be there no later than December 28th, they're recalling all of their diplomats because they are deathly afraid that this is going to propagate throughout the, let's call it civilized world, and, uh, and they'll start arresting these guys. Now, this is bad news because even Obama, bless him, President Obama said, hey, you know, could you guys just stop that shit for a little while, please? Could you please stop, you know, th- kicking people out of their homes? Could you please stop the blockade? Can we, like, really work on a solution here, a, a two-state solution, which is what apparently everybody wants? And Net- 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 Netanyahu just refuses to do that. And now he's recalled all every single one of his, uh, um, what would you call them? They're not politicians. Uh
0: Consulates, ambassadors. Yes.
1: So they're all, they've all been ca- called back, and of course, this could mean that maybe they're, uh, they're ready for the final solution, which is something that's being mumbled about here and there.
0: What do you mean, final solution?
1: Get rid of all of them. Get rid of all what? All, all Palestinians. Wipe it out. Wipe it out. It's very possible.
0: Oh, pfft. Horse crap. Okay. Well, you tell me why else they're doing all this, John. Well, you know, like you said, there's—I uh, I don't know. I'm looking for evidence that they're doing it
1: of the recall. Oh, it's very yeah. simple. Oh, I'll tell you. There's uh, the way they do it is um, they say, "Oh, we have a big meeting. Come on back for the big meeting." That's never happened. Uh, I can find you a link. Uh, I'm
0: looking at one link here on the Conservative Underground.
1: Um. Uh,
0: Israel's ambassadors and consuls general serving throughout the world will discuss broad diplomatic and yeah. strategic issues. Yeah,
1: that's a recall, dude. That's what. I, that's a recall. That's how I uh, dissect it. Oh yeah, we've got a little conference on the twenty eighth of December. Please, it's a recall. they have all been called back, and this Goldstone report has gotten legs in uh, in in most of the world, and people are saying, hey, well, "This is this is not okay." What happened down there? Operation Cast Lead. Nice. Killed fourteen hundred civilians, tens of thousands homeless, four hundred thousand without water. Because they sent a couple of firecrackers over over the border.
0: and uh, it's just disgusting. I wouldn't hardly call them firecrackers. They were rockets from a rocket launcher. Yeah and and they well, land in the ground term like that unless you were trying to propagandize the audience firecracker is a firecracker a rocket is a rocket okay
1: uh, but when i okay you're right a firecracker rocket because they don't do anything they don't explode <laughs> they land and they stick in the ground <laughs> i've i've never seen they 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 punch a hole through a roof but, you know there's you got to look at it from both sides john yeah, well, why we really are they sending do. these
0: rockets over?
1: Because they have no, they get no access to, to food, to water. They closed off all of their supply tunnels. The People are starving. Like, hey, give me a break. Take a rocket.
0: I'm not trying to propagandize anybody. The, the area where they, where they were cut off is not where the rockets were coming from. Well, I don't know about that. Where were well, the we, rockets coming from then? They were coming from the north. It was from the Syrian area.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. Let's just nuke the whole desert there. Let's get rid of everybody. Sick and tired of it. Anyway, be on the lookout for those guys all, all going back and not, not returning to their posts. I think we should keep our eye on that for
0: sure. According to Al Jazeera, Hamas sent 12,000 rockets over, which is hardly one or two. And uh, I would assume one of them blew up. Twelve thousand seems like a big number. It's funny though. I've I've never and again. According to Al Jazeera, this information was left out of this Goldstone report. It's a lopsided report, obviously, and I don't know why the Israelis. That's are not true.
1: It. That's not true because I read the report. That's absolutely Did it talk not about true. Twelve thousand missiles. No, it it only talks about. It doesn't talk about the lead up. It only talks about what happened during those twenty two days.
0: Well, I think you should sit down and read the report. I've read the report. You have yes, I dude. I, this is what I do. Well, what does the report say? That's so interesting. It talked
1: uh, wh- using children as human as human shields, using phosphorus bombs over civilian areas. Well, I which know the phosphorus-, phosphorus
0: bombs are an issue. I agree with that. But I don't oh, know a minor the t- issue. No, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. They shouldn't be using phosphorus.
1: And and, and you see all the IDF wearing T-shirts, you know, like with horrible slogans on them. <sighs> all right. Right, never mind, I'm sorry, I, I, clearly you don't care.
0: No, I do care. I'm looking at this material now. And there's definitely something that has to be done. There is some inequity, that's for sure. And I know that they've blockaded these guys and they have to put tunnels down to get food in. And, then they, and they bombed the tunnels,
1: so the tunnels are now closed. They're starving. They've got no food. They've got no water. You know, they continue to kick people out of their homes. Come on. This is, you know, it's funny because... Nikki actually had a good point. She said, you know, this threat has been going on for a hundred years, uh, not a hundred years,
0: 100. What, forty. No, more than that. More well, than a hundred. It's been going on forever. That whole area is ridiculous. Well, it's not forever,
1: because it's only been there since, uh, you know, the real problems of oil. No, only... even
0: before it was there, this area was conflicted.
1: And what's going go- on? Is there anything of any value there besides holy sp- spots? Is there any oil or diamonds or gold? No, is there there's anything? no oil. Well, maybe that's why no one really cares. It's just people. Ah, fuck them. It's just people. There's no actual minerals to be to be gotten there.
0: It's farmland. Hmm.
1: Yay. Uh, and then a uh, uh something pointed out by one of our uh, producers, Seper Aman, I think his name is. He sent us a YouTube video which I'll put in the show notes. It's uh from an, a news interview. About a new pill, John called uh lorcaserin l o r c a s e r i n and it is finally here. it's the magic pill, the pill that will help
0: you lose weight forever every time they do one of these pills it turn they turn out to be deadly <clears throat> well yeah <laughs> would you like the blue pill or would you like the red pill? No, usually, and it's funny because when
1: you watch the interview, the guy, the CEO of the company, he's fat. It's like, <laughs>
0: no way. Yeah,
1: it's like, dude, why don't you, like, take one of your own pills? Hold on, it's, uh, 5 uh, let's see if the connection will hold up. Five minutes and 30 seconds into it, let me just see, uh, if this will pull up, it'll be kind of funny. Let me go to five minutes and 30 seconds, so that's about here. Let's see if we can get this to work, okay?
0: Hold on. I know they went... The, I'm reading the uh, website from this company. It's uh, Arena Farm. Locusrin hydrochloride is the most advanced drug candidate, the promising oral agent being evaluated in a phase three clinical trial program for weight management. <laughs> Kesarin- Phase three consists of three trials Bloom, behavioral modification, and Locaserin for overweight and obesity management. Get it? B L O O M. Blossom. I don't like when they. <laughs> lo- it's like,
1: oh, that's. A- I can't get Blossom. the video. Behavioral
0: modification and L lorcaserin second study for obesity management, which is Blossom, and Bloom DM, which is behavioral modification. In other words, the behavioral modification seems to be the big deal here. So, what's good is this pill?
1: It'll help you keep the weight off. Uh, I'm just on the lookout for this stuff.
0: You know, they should be working on antibiotics, these companies. We're running out of them. They're all crapping out because we've they've been misused over the years, and we're going to end up with people dropping dead from all kinds of simple bacteria.
1: There you go. All right, I think... uh I think I've just about exhausted everything. I couldn't do all of my uh all of my normal show prep, of course.
0: Now you're in the snow.
1: Yeah. There is uh mm-hmm. there is one good little uh link that is under the Gitmo Nation heading in the show notes and I, I I do have some show notes uh from Esquire magazine. Um and the title is What do you mean Obama hasn't done anything? And they list they list uh everything that he has done. <laughs> It's a great list. You've got to read this. If, if you look at any end-of-year list, this is the one to look at.
0: Give us uh, some sample.
1: Okay. Uh, a week before he was sworn in, Obama jammed part two of the bank bailout down the throat of his own party, a $350 billion accomplishment. Two days after he was sworn in, Obama... Uh, banned the use of harsh interrogation and ordered the closing of Guantanamo. A day later, Obama reversed George W. Bush's funding cut-off to overseas family planning organizations, saving millions of lives with the stroke of a pen. Three days after that, he gave the green light to the California car emission standards that Bush had been blocking for six years. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then when you see, because of course now in hindsight, it's funny to see what that has resulted in. Um it's it's been a banner year for the Obama administration. It's just been great.
0: One of our uh uh producers Clark sent this note. I thought it would be a nice Christmas ditty. Last Christmas I bought Obama t-shirts for my in-laws who are Democrats but are also racists. <laughs> Nice. We sent them back to Texas from D.C. and when they came to visit a few months later, they brought this one back. Let me do the photo. They probably turned the other one into a hood. <laughs> <laughs> the next time it came back, just the logo came back cut out. Of course, th- being the or of course being the fine son-in-law that I am. I knew we would have to come up with something and send it back. My brilliant wife then had the idea to turn it into a pillow and, here's the kicker, have my six-year-old daughter do the sewing. This way, the pillow is a gift from their granddaughter and her very first sewing project, and they will have to keep it. (laughs) All right. And it's the producers like
1: that that make this show what it is. And we highly
0: appreciate it.
1: So the next show will be our year-end show. It'll be on the, is it the 31st, John, that our next show will
0: be? Yeah, it'll be on New Year's Eve morning. Yep. In the morning.
1: Yeah. In the
0: morning. Exactly.
1: Um, so uh, I will be back. I'm sure the connection will actually be worse, seeing as I'll be on AT&T in San Francisco. Yep. So uh, the connection will actually suck As opposed more.
0: to uh, uh, poaching a signal from a cabin in yellow Yosemite. <laughs>
1: yeah, which worked out pretty well.
0: Uh 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 in the the car uh,
1: the car studio the mobile studio pictures uh, will be a part of the show notes and uh, yeah so we don't have to wish anyone any kind of happy new year because we'll do that on the next show on Thursday so coming to you from five and a half thousand feet just inside the Mariposa County border crackpot command cell in Yosemite National Park Gitmo Nation West I'm Adam Curry
0: and from northern Silicon Valley where the uh, rained yesterday and nobody really cares much about the weather here, I guess. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again just at the end of the year, Thursday, for early service right here on No
1: Agenda.